Shit. Anyways, uh, what did I ask? I asked questions about Overwatch. Uh, both they had both two new videos, not one but two. Yep. And they changed Mercy. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. So, do you think? Do you? So, uh, uh, what am I thinking? I want to. How do I? How do I construct my words into a sentence to talk about May and how she's like there? I did not. So. Anyone who knows May's story in Overwatch, who plays Overwatch. Hold on. Do we maybe want to actually set up this podcast if we're going to talk about this? Sure. I thought you were recording already. but Oh, okay. I, have, I have been recording, but we've never actually done an intro or anything like that. Because <sighs> what happens is when we have two people, it's just like an intro just never happens. Yeah. Unless we want to do an intro. I don't know. What do you want to do? Mm. What, what, are you, what is your flavor of the night? My flavor of the night. Let's talk about how we're going to go and hold a competition to go and replace Cole on this podcast. Since apparently he doesn't feel like showing up or even telling us he's not going to be on. What an By the way, we're having a contest to go and replace Cole. So uh, if you're interested, email us at soccerrangerspodcast at gmail.com. Go and record a 30-second introduction going and talking about yourself and what experience you bring to the table or lack thereof. What's your interesting thing? What's your personality? What's your quirk for this radio podcast? If you don't have anything, well, I'm sorry, we don't want you. If you do have something, I'm sorry, we don't want you. Wait, did I just alienate literally everybody but Cole? Yes, but I think you also alienated Cole anyways. So No, he alienates himself. Fuck, Ooh, we're stuck with him. That's a bird. Hey, you know what? No, 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 no. I will... I will gladly, gladly accept any new blood. Because, <laughs> yeah, spruce things up. If they want to be on here, if they want to talk about stuff, if they like talking about stuff, I like talking about stuff. We can talk about stuff together. See how that works? Mm-hmm. Get some devs, talk some stuff, say how do you do, Mon Chan Chu. <laughs> if they like Overwatch, because that's big if they like video games they like cosplaying they like conventions if you like anime if you like movies comic books making miniatures sure why not anything anything fun if they like doing fun things type rope walking is that fun is type rope walking fun i don't know i think so i don't know honestly i don't know honestly tell us have them (laughs) tell us so yeah, but it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. An intimate time between Rob and Tyler. Just the two of us. Start your fan fictions now. I'm pretty sure there's already some of them out there. Ooh, man, let's get Amy back. She can read fan fictions. Oh God, yes. Why the hell is Amy not here right now? Fan fictions. Yes, I would be down for that. Why the hell are we not? Reach out to the Amy right now. We need some fan fiction reading going on here. Is she even? Is she busy right now? I don't know. I, I have busy? no idea. Reach out to her. Let's find out. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll talk to her right now. Yeah, no, that's let's let's see what we could go and get together here. You know, distract, distract. Yes, yes. I I would like to apologize to everybody listening to us this week. We had plans to go and have a guest on that still is going to be coming on here. We're really excited about it, but. Uh, he had a scheduling conflict, uh, that being known as the time change uh, between here and Germany. 
So a uh, little miscommunication as to what time zones uh-huh. everybody's in. So we're uh, uh-huh. we're trying to work out another day to go and record with him. It may end up being a one-on-one interview. We're not really sure yet. We're trying to figure this out. It was kind of a surprise that went and hit us up earlier today. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll go and get to that. And uh, yeah, we thought we were going to have some other people with us here today, but uh, both our Green and White Ranger have done what Green and White Rangers uh, typically do. Uh, and either decided not to show up for this episode or to go and show up at the last second to bail our asses out. Hopefully the latter. If not, um... Well, fuck you too. So, <laughs> what, what, what is that show I asked about? Like, I started watching a couple episodes of it. It's, uh... It's the unofficial Sentai Rangers? Oh, yeah, 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 what... <laughs> like, they got, like... They got characters from Super Sentai in it all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, is it just a straight on spoof that is such a spoof that they just it, they just get people on there all the time just because? Okay, okay. So what it is, is they wanted to try approaching the more... I don't know if I want to say It's definitely adult. It's yeah, de- it's, I'd say it's, it's adult. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, like, okay, it's, so. very, it's very self-aware... And it's, yeah, it's not like, I'd say it's more adult. It's like the, like, it it definitely appeals to people our age or teenager age. Like, cause like, yeah, yes, the, or no, I'd say, cause like the Super Sentai comrades are very kind of young adult. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like they're, they're kind of drama-y, but they're they're still superhero-y. Yeah, Super Sentai is something that can go and appeal to the young kids and the young adults all at the same time. They even apply to, you know, us as well. They still made them entertaining enough that an adult can watch and be like, okay, okay, this this works for me. Some exceptions, some series like Tokuger, but overall I'd say they're fairly well done. Uh, the uh, unofficial Sentai Akiba Ranger was an attempt to go and make a show for the aged out Super Sentai fans. Uh, so yeah, something more for the adult market. And yeah, it's uh, the the name kind of says it all. It's not canon with what goes on inside of the Super Sentai universe because it's all interconnected. You know, it's, uh, there's alternate universe stuff that goes on inside of it, but all of those Super Sentai shows are in some way interconnected. They all go and weave a rather brilliant tapestry, all things considered. And when they wanted to do something for the adult market, they decided to go and make it a little bit on the meta side to make it a little bit more pervy. Um, which is quite the statement, because they still managed to cram a lot of uh, a lot of innuendo and fetish stuff into Super Sentai series anyway. But uh, yeah, so they made something that was uh, a meta parody of itself. And they decided to go all in with giving it a full production budget and going and having cameos and one-off appearances from other Super Sentai characters. Uh, it also has one of my favorite uh, gifts that went and came from it as well with the Red and Green Ranger, which just look up any funny gif. It's probably from Akiba Ranger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely silly, and it's definitely, oh, yeah. it's it's uh, like they they do make a lot of references to all the Sente stuff, and it's still like also yes the very meta stuff. 
Oh my fucking god. Cole's posting shit on Facebook. Oh, cool beans. Cool beans. He's ignoring us for Facebook. Oh, what an ass. You know what? Don't even contact him. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are interested in being our new Green Ranger, and don't worry, we'll get you a new outfit, okay? We're not going to try to shove you into that. That That is a hazardous waste zone that nobody should have to deal with. If you're interested in taking on that role, though, go and send us your applications to SakuraRangersPodcast at gmail.com. Cool beans. Cool beans. New Green I'm gonna Ranger. Really, I'm going I'm to be really curious to see if anybody actually responds to this by next week. It's going to be really funny or really terrible. Yeah, we can get a new Green Ranger, though. Yeah, you can get yourself a Green Ranger. You can have a... Uh, I don't know, why not other Rangers? How many Rangers can we get? Do we have to stick to... We're in Zeo now, so what other colors in Zeo are there? Uh, let's see here. Uh, green, blue, yellow, pink, uh, red, and uh, gold. Ooh. We still don't have gold. Just saying. We don't have a Gold Ranger yet. We don't have a Gold Ranger. We don't have a Silver Ranger either. Nope. There you go. Silver and gold. Yep. So, so just saying, people, pick your color. Might not be on this season, but Silver's not too far off. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So that is definitely a... I don't know. I mean, I'm enjoying it. But like, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely it's silly, and it and they do just constantly point out all the tropes, and like, it's very meta, and I actually really like the costumes. They're a lot more, yeah. They're not as spandexy as the original costumes because they have like armor and like, I don't know. They just look good. They look cool. So it's kind of weird. It's just like uh, they 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 look kind of common writery with their. Um, more armor on them. Yeah, I actually... Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I was talking to our friend Squeaky about this recently, because she's actually a big fan of that show. And uh, I brought up Kamen Rider X-Aid, the current Kamen Rider series that's on right now, and... Oh, God, is it bad. Uh, <laughs> but, you, don't, uh, you don't like X-Aid? I, I really don't. It's it's It lacks... It lacks focus very badly. Like, I like certain elements of it, but from where it started to where it is now, it really feels like there were three series crammed into this one. They just couldn't complete a solid thought all the way through. Yeah, I don't want to go and give any spoilers for anybody that does want to go and watch it, but the setup for it is really good. Like, this, as far as the synopsis of the setup for the show, the synopsis of that, is actually one of my favorites for a common writer series. It sounds fully developed. It mixes a couple of themes that I actually thought could go very well together. And I don't know, it's made the characters sound really fun and unique. And then I, you start watching this. <laughs> yeah, like, I like it because it is, uh, for those who don't know, it is all video game themed. So it's just like there is the uh, jump uh, platform video gamer. There's the racer one. There's a RPG style character. And it's, it's yeah, I you instantly hear that kind of stuff. You're like, oh, they're all video game themed common Riders. That sounds like that's 
would be great. Way better than fruit samurais. Oh God! Don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I still would watch this again. Compared to Gaim, I will not do that again. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's like it's, <laughs> everyone. Every common writer has a very gimmicky gimmick. Like it's always. I'm surprised how they always come up with something so original every time and different. That's yeah, how I they use their power. Okay, you, you you cracked up really bad there. Oh, I said I, I'm always surprised by how many times they come up with something really original for how a common writer uses their power. Because it's just like every time it's this, yeah, it's just really original, really unique quirk. And that's what their common writer thing is. And it's like, oh, well, that's, that's definitely different. Did not think of that before. Yeah, no, and that's just it. I mean... We talked about this a little bit. I mean, Common Rider Wizard. I, I have five Common Rider Wizards around me right now. <laughs> I've got the Infinity Form uh, uh, figurine over there. I've got right in front of me the Flame Form. I've got Flame Dragon. I've got the Twisted Flame Dragon Form. And I've got my Common Rider Wizard helmet that I made uh, behind me right now. That is a series that... I know not everybody is really into that one because it is very slow paced compared to some of the other ones. But I loved the characters. I loved the plot. I loved how they made every element of it feel unique. But if you look at the base plot for it, there was an eclipse. Phantoms started going and popping out of people. And the main character was basically the only one who didn't go and give into the pain and despair. And because of that somehow gained magical powers. I mean, that is literally the basis of the story. And it sounds really pretty dumb when you put it that way, but you're endeared to every element of the story and the characters, both the good guys and the bad guys by the end of it. It's just really smartly put together and then there's X-Aid, where you have a virus that's being born from, uh, I don't even know how to go and properly describe it here, but uh, it's a virus born from video game code that's infecting people. And the protagonists of the show are doctors who are going and using video game abilities to go and defeat the virus. That actually sounds like a really cool concept, doesn't it? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I love the concept behind it. And there's a lot of things I think there is to love, but whereas Wizard or O's or Deno or let's see how far down the list can I go here? Uh Decade, uh let's see, uh Common Rider Drive. All of these series had a great grasp on having good and interesting characters with defined motivations. Even if their motivations by the end of the series isn't the same as how they started, they always do a great job when it comes to the characters on there. And in this one, they came up with a great freaking concept and only developed... I hate to say it, I think they developed one character and it's the bad guy for the first half. 
everybody else just feels like a caricature of something else. And it's just... It's not interesting because of that. Mm. Like, I... I know I'm being kind of critical on that one point right there, but... (sighs) There's just a lot of weird things, and things that I kind of liked at first, but as the tone of the series has changed those elements that I kind of liked no longer fit and come off extremely awkward. Like they do the old fashioned. And once again, this is something I loved at the beginning. They do the street fighter, uh, hit, 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 uh, visual effect. Every time that they go and strike at an enemy with a weapon or go and do some kind of cool attack on there. That was something that was really fun at the beginning. Uh, and matched up with this very heavy uh, late 80s, early 90s video game vibe that they were going for. Like, that felt really cool and organic to it. But as the series has gone along, they've moved farther and farther away from those 8-bit and 16-bit aesthetics and designs and moved into much more modern things. And it doesn't feel organic to the rest of the process and particularly the final villain of the series we're just getting to see now literally comes the fuck out of nowhere and has just changed the tone of the series altogether in a way that just doesn't feel organic to me i i'm sure i'm probably in the minority on this and i'm just overanalyzing things but uh well i can almost say that for wizard with the uh uh the way the final bad guy comes out of nowhere and everything sort of changes drastically from what it was and the whole shift of it just was different. I would definitely Uh, say that it did change, but there was a clear progression in on how the story developed that went and led us there. Yeah. Ultimately though, it had changed. It got there in a really constructive way. And in a way that really was almost teased from the beginning. Yes, that's right, because he was sort of there from the beginning, and it was like, oh, this... Yeah. Yeah, you know, the the relations are already established, yeah. Yeah, and that's that was something I really liked about Wizard, that I can't say any of the other Kamen Rider series, at, at least I'm thinking of off the top of my head, really have established at the beginning of the show. Because most Kamen Rider series, much like you know most of these stories, you know... It's about the hero's journey and all that stuff. In the case of Wizard, it actually started off... It it almost starts off really in the middle of what his entire story arc is. If you're looking at it from the perspective of the hero's journey and how he got to where he is and the end of it. That's right, yeah. Really, he doesn't have a real origin story. I mean, it is in there, but it's not one that you start watching that. It's done through flashbacks, and they're very well-timed and not overly elaborate. Yeah, um, yeah, because like most times, you don't they don't become the common writer until like the first episode, and then they normally gain the power. Then, mm-hmm. where yeah, with a common writer wizard, he just had it already, and he just yeah, shows yeah. up and it's like I'm a common I'm a I'm a common writer. That's just who I am now. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, you you've got <laughs> you've got hard. The show literally opens up with uh, a guy going and sitting on top of a light pole over a busy street, going and eating a donut, this little 
crystal bird goes and flies up to him and goes and whispers something, you know, a chirp in his ears. And then he goes, oh, okay. And just goes and pulls a dirt bike out of thin air. And just hops on it and rides off into battle where the police are going and fighting these weird, almost putty-like enemies. And he just goes and flies in there with this big fucking gun and just blows everything away. It's like, well, no lead-up to this one. It's just, there's a fucking common Rider in the room. <laughs> there's fire, there's transformations. It's just awesome. You really don't know what his whole story is until around episode six, where they fully go and develop everything out. Yeah, it does really, I have to admit, it does already feel like it's a, you're like five episodes in by the first episode. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. And he's already got all this kit, too. And it's like, oh, uh, I guess. And you just, it just gets established. And you're like, just kind of deal with it. Yeah. And that's. Common Rider Wizard is my favorite series. So I know I'm, I'm probably giving it way more credit than what it's worth. But that was one that, from beginning to end, it felt organic. It slowly went and worked its way up to its conclusion. Or W, one of the other really well-held series, you didn't know exactly who these enemies were at the beginning. Uh, the final boss is different than what you think it's going to be at the beginning. But it slowly and organically builds itself up to where it goes and ends, even though it moves from a much more lighthearted show to a very intense one by the end, it feels organic. It's cool. It's fun. We we likey. We likey that very much. Or Common Rider Drive. I mean, I think that's been the latest... I shouldn't go and say almost perfect, but I think that that's been one of the best executed series in a long time. Like, that one... That one actually started off worse than it ended. It starts off a little bit slow and doesn't really go and explain in a complete way why Shinosuke was selected to be the common rider, where Mr. Belt comes from or anything. But by the end of it, it all makes sense. It feels real and it goes and works out really well. Uh and you're actually sad seeing the characters go because you once again have had these great characters building everything up that you want to see more of and you're sad to see them go. Same thing with Common Rider Ghost that followed it up. That was one I had no faith in. I thought for sure it was going to be like Common uh, Rider Kiva was going to be really dark and angsty and brooding. And it just never really turned out to be that. It definitely had a darker... Uh, tone about it from start to finish but the way they worked the characters and they really pushed the connections between people and the emotions that go and carry on through their legacy that was really well done and maybe it's because I unfortunately have to compare Ghost to X-Aid that maybe I'm more critical on X-Aid than I should be but it's just, it's not up to the level of some of the other series that have come out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about Drive, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I forget about that one, and that's like the most, uh, that's the most radical one I'd have to concede because like, the whole point of what a common writer is, is it just literally means like a bike rider. 
someone who's on a motorcycle. Common and... rider, masked rider. Yeah, and, and then the rider, it's a yeah. driver. Vroom, yeah. vroom. <laughs> it's just like it's the one who's like he has a car this time, and you're like, what? <laughs> that that's not what his name means. You think they would have done that one like in the '90s, where they're like he has a car because. 90s was all about extremes like that, where it's like, oh, his name's a rider and he's always on a bike, but no, we're making it up, we're switching it, we're being cool, he's on a car, and it was just kind of like, oh, okay, uh, but I never, I never watched that one, and I don't know, it just, just didn't happen. I know I did watch like the first couple episodes, and it was kind of weird because it was like all of a sudden he sits in it in his belt. Buckle his, yeah. his safety belt. Yeah, talks to him. It's just like, uh, okay. Yeah, no. It's it starts off really bad actually because it doesn't explain everything. It says like we're just accepting this as a thing. Yeah, it, you really the the suspension bridge of disbelief has fallen down into the rocky waters below. I mean, it's just the first couple episodes. You just need to go with it and give the show time to develop itself before it really makes any fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. But, dang, well, it works. See, uh, I, I'm sort of thinking, like, uh, that's what I really like. I like all the ones that always have uh, a bad guy turning good. Mm-hmm. Or a bad guy who is good, or... Yeah. Sort of- I, I always, I always like that. I, that's 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 uh, that's one of the ones that always just kind of get me because it's like now there's chemistry between characters. It's not just a whole bunch of good characters trying to be good at and then fight the bad. It's not always black and white, uh, yeah. which happens a lot. Like you get Super Sentai becomes very formulaic, and it's just like team of good guys, team of bad guys. Bad guys want something, good guys stop them, and then they fight and. One time they overpower them, and then they get some kind of power, better power weapon, and then they fight. And then one time they overpower them, they get another power weapon, and they fight. And there's always the slow ramp up of them fighting, and then beating, and then growing big, and then they come out with their mech, and then they fight. But then one time they beat them, and then they have to come back with a stronger power. And it just... Super Sentai gets very formulaic. Um, but then uh, the things like... Uh, Common Rider, like they always have, it's always just a little bit different. Uh, like with the, uh, uh, that's why I like Ghosts because they had, it became uh, Ghosts. The bad guys still weren't bad because they were trying to do good, and it just like it didn't go right for them. But what they thought was good, and they're they're trying to save their world and make everyone immortal. Um, and so they, what is it? Um, what, what, what phrase am I trying to say here? The means, means to an end. Yeah, Uh, no, the the ends justify the means. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was a great one, because you didn't know that that was their objective at the beginning. And as soon as you come to that realization that that's what they're trying to do, it just completely changes all the previous events that you've seen in the show so far. Like that, that one, the twist made the show. Because before we found that out, it was like, oh, Mystic Power, 15 spirits of previous heroes, Dragon Ball wishes. And it was good. 
But you did have to wonder how far was this going to go. And then you get that, and you understand where the enemy motivations come from, what the enemies really are. And it just takes it to a different place. A very good place. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it's it's because it's always... Uh, yeah, it makes it gray. It makes it... it it doesn't make it black and white, and thus, like good versus evil goes. Oh, he's, they've got a point. It's it's not so cut and dry. So it gives you a little bit of conflict, a little bit of second guessing yourself, and that makes it the contrast between the two. And it just kind of like sort of actually gives you something to watch. And you're like, oh, it's it's not it's not so flat. It's not so two dimensional anymore. It's now got different shades of gray in it, and thus that can keep you entertained and watch and go. Oh well. He's trying to fight him, but all of a sudden, what he was trying to do is it doesn't might not be the right thing anymore, even though he was so fast set on it. And so does like does he stay the course or does he change it up a bit? Does he uh, get help from the bad guys? And then like there's the whole bad guys who are like doing the bad things and they fight them, and then they realize, oh wait a second, was I was I doing the right thing or the wrong thing the entire time? And then they come with a uh, they have their moments of self-adjustment and seeing is do I continue down this path or do I stand up and change and like at what point am I does that make you the better hero now are you being a hero now or are you being a villain now and is a true hero able to see what they're doing is wrong and then change for it or do they truly become evil and just go full bar into what they believe is what what is right and what is wrong because yeah, that's the villains in that show are technically not villains because they feel like what they're doing is the right thing. It's the sacrifice they have to make for everyone to be saved, and so that that's why I really like that one. It's 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 definitely uh, not so black and white. It's not so superhero esque. Yeah, no, that one that one took a fun uh, fun detour from the normal. Uh normal prospect of these things. That was one where you basically had these uh, artificial beings that were created from uh, 10 metals and all of them found, uh, or I should say all of them had one of their metals broken so they'd never be complete, never become whole. And the enemies of that series are literally fighting to try to go and find some form of identity. Though it's not that they're good guys, they're also... Their motivations are, while selfish, also completely understandable by the end. And what happens to Ankh, who's one of the protagonists, but also one of them, one of the greed... It just makes for a really interesting contrast. Yes, yes, yes. Because uh, yeah, because then you uh, that's that gives you uh, character development between the two different people, and it's just like they're conflicting because one's technically evil and one's very very good, like to a <laughs> to a I fault. Wanna, <laughs> I, I want to use basically D and D terms where you have your grid of your good, uh, neutral, evil, chaotic, lawful. And you have the common writer who is, I would say, is natural good. And he's just, he doesn't always follow the laws. He doesn't, 
but he's not super chaotic and do everything for himself good. He just, there are good things, there are bad things, and he does whatever he can that's good at the time. He just, he has his one rule, which is as long as he's got a good clean pair of underwear, then just continue on. He's very nomadic in that sense. So he's like a true neutral good character. Um, and he understands that there are bad things and good things. Uh, and he wants to do what he can. Uh, but then you do have uh, Ankh, who is just a straight-up villain. So much of a villain that he wants to screw over his other villain pals. That's how much of a villain he is, because he wants to be the true villain. Uh, so, But then that kind of screws him over. So what does he do? Well, he goes and helps the good guy kill all the bad guys so that then he can kill the bad, the other, the good guy, and then be the supreme bad guy, which is doubly the bad guy. So, yeah. Which is an interesting concept to do. It's just like, he stays in there. Oh, what's this? Hello? 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 Yes. How's it going? It's cosplay me, everybody. Yay! Yay! I heard there was a need for fan fiction. <laughs> so I came as quickly as I could. No pun intended. Oh, oh. Is that how we lured her in? <laughs> <laughs> I guess cosplay me is going to go and save us from the agony that is lack of coal with some dramatic reading of bad fan fiction. Oh, yes. Let's see. Do you guys have something, or should I find something? Because I have a favorite, but I think I've read it to most of you. Mm. Oh, well, the the audience <laughs> certainly has not heard it, so uh, that's not okay. a bad thing. Yeah, uh, why don't you go oh. and pull that up while we debate uh, what color you need to be, since uh, you're being drafted, apparently. <laughs> <gasps> drafted for what? Uh, being a, a ranger? Do you want to be gold or silver? Or both? <laughs> there is both. Uh, 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 silver. Silver it is. There we go. Oh, any of what I'm agreeing to. Just ah, uh, that's too late. Kind. Too late. I'm silver. <laughs> well, um, you're now a silver ranger. How does that make you feel? So honored. This is so sudden. I'd like to thank the Dollar Tree for supplying <laughs> me with at least 99% of my cosplay materials. And getting me as far as I've gotten, I'd uh, I'd like to thank my cat, Hans. Oh, he's got a mustache. Yes, I was just gonna say that <laughs> for having a sweet mustache. Without his mustache, I don't feel like I could uh, have what the, the necessary... fuck is this? Who's this hmm? guy? What Get what is here. what the fuck is this? Get out of here, you. Okay, bye. Anyways, back to you thanking cats and thanking fan fiction. I lost my flow here. Okay. That's <laughs> Cole's fault again. <laughs> Dang it, Cole. My God. He just ruins everything. <laughs> but... <laughs> but what has been covered thus far? I literally just appeared in the void. We are talking about Common Rider, so nothing, nothing so too. No, nothing exciting. anybody will care about. No, it'll be absolutely. Uh, most people can skip and skip right to now, wherever now is. And I'll help read fan fiction because I like to read things in funny. Oh ways. yes, 
Well, actually, I need both of your helps. Uh, which Ooh. one of you would like to be Oku? Oh my god! Are you uh, Goku? Oh, can I? Oh, sh should I be? Am Goku? Am I that no, honored to be? Goku, Ro Robert. I will tell you when it is your turn. Okay. Uh, I don't read shit. I can't read good. Oh, you have to read, Rob. Rob. I have a secret rule. I I have the literacy of a. I have the literacy okay. of a two-year-old. Is it gonna work? Of an eight. PM you your private role. You'll you'll know when to come in. Oh God. Okay. 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 <clears throat> well. We're where 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 do, where does this start? Yeah, <laughs> well, while you guys are while you guys figure out where you're starting, I'll uh, I'll just go and say thank you everybody for listening to this madness. Uh, please check us out on uh, on our Facebook page, uh, Twitter, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes. Eventually, uh, whenever uh, whenever fixed, hopefully. Yeah soon because i'm getting very lonely yeah stalk them in real life that's if, that's for the dedicated fans if you can find me yes yes uh you know stalk tyler uh if you really want to go and show your support um he doesn't believe we have even a single fan so um you know what to do ladies because i'm actually pretty sure only ladies listen to this podcast which is such a weird thing for me to think about Ladies like anime and common writer and fan fiction between uh, Goku I... and Anne Frank. Oh dear God! <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite one. Um, All right, well we're gonna read this while uh, you guys go and uh, choose whether or not you want to listen. So thank you very much. Uh, bye, and let's get this shit started. Cosplay me, go. This is so near and dear to my heart. Um, I would like to dedicate this reading to Where Fan Fiction Goes to Die, which is a panel at SakuraCon and KomoriCon, which has definitely changed my life. <clears throat> this one is called Until the End of Time. Note, I am Gopher-chan, and this is my first piece of fan fiction. It was my brother's idea, and Anne Frank DBZ crossover. I'm big fans of both. All right. Anne sighed as she sat in her room, staring at her wall. She just finished writing in her diary and had nothing to do. Life was boring in the secret annex, but it was better than the alternative. It was all right talking to Peter and Margot, but they were both such quiet people, unlike the always active Anne. All of a sudden, a flash of light appeared in the room. Anne jumped back, stifling a scream. Before she could run out the closed door, she noticed that the person who appeared in the flash was not a Nazi officer, but someone who she had never seen before. His clothes were very strange, and his hair was spi in the spiky style that was totally new to her. She stood against the wall, wary of the stranger, but he walked towards her and smiled, extending a hand. My name is Goku, a mysterious stranger said. Anne nervously put her hand in his. He bent down and kissed it softly, then let go. Anne blushed, feeling something she had never felt before go off inside of her. My name is Anne, she replied quietly. I'm sorry. Oh. Nope. I'm sorry for it just happened, <laughs> Goku told her. But I was caught in a time portal and deposited here. My power cells were charred soon. 
But until then, I'm stuck. Anne had no idea what the handsome visitor was talking about, but she played along. Well, sir, she said. Ugh. Well, sir, she said, you may stay in my room as long as you like. Anne blushed again as she said this and giggled slightly. Goku looked around and then sat on the bed. Thank you for your invitation. I'll be sure to repay you for it soon. <laughs> Anne did not understand what he meant by that. However, when he spoke, she felt a warmth deep inside of her. She sat by him on the bed, staring at the man's beautiful eyes. Finally, she could stand it no longer. Anne leaned over and kissed the stranger on the cheek, and then pulled back quickly, not sure of what she had done. I'm sorry, she said as she stumbled to find the right words. The visitor smirked. No, that's quite all right. Replied with a smile, putting one arm around her. You know you're a very beautiful girl, but I will. What's the matter, she said with a sweet smile. Goku looked nervous. I'm, I'm already married. Choke out. Anne pulled away from him abruptly. No, she said loudly, almost in tears. I'm sorry, replied. Anne was furious. Nothing ever goes right, she cried out. I have to go now. My power cells have recharged. Anne was in tears by now, staring at the wall so she wouldn't see Goku's face. He smiled a sad smile and disappeared in another flash out of Anne's life forever. Anne never forgot him, though. Not until the end of time. Chapter 2. How's everyone doing? Oh, man. It's uh, getting sultry already. Oh, so did, did that what we're calling it? Sure. Sultry. It's, it's just... It's just... It's my inflections. At, at, at any point, <laughs> are we going... At, at some point, uh, is there any... Um, how, how, how do you how do you say it? Happen, Sika, Hurtzas, Dojapan. Metazap, Metazoop, Metazing. Any of that? Hagen, Sika, Zurtzas, Dojapan? And there's not, but but I can get you something like that in here in a second. After this one, I'll bring. Oh God, we're, we're working up to it. We're working up oh, to God. it, my friend. Chapter two, one month. Well, it didn't feel like a month to Anne Frank, a Jew hiding from the Nazis. It seemed like a year. One month since the fateful encounter with the mysterious man from another world, who she only knew as Goku. The handsome stranger had stepped through time and into her life, then disappeared without a trace. Anne was almost sure that they'd never meet again, even though not one day passed without her dreaming of him. Well, did she know, however, that their lives were tied by the unbreakable red string of fate? <sighs> the gasp. It was another boring day in the secret annex. Anne sat on the bed of her room, writing in her diary. To her, however, that this entry would be her last. As she wrote in the quiet attic, there was a loud noise from downstairs. Bam! Her heart jumped with both fear and excitement. Was it them, the Nazis, or could it be? She had no idea whether to run downstairs or to hide. That decision, however, was made for her. Her door flew open and a tall soldier was visible in the doorway, glaring at her. The cries of her family members and friends were turned out as Anne only thought of one thing. She stood up and followed the soldier out of her room, down the stairs and into the back of the truck. So this is it, 
she said quietly to herself. I'll never see him. I want to through love ever again. All those years of hiding, they were for naught. Then Anne realized that she left her precious diary up in her room. She broke loose from the officer and made a dash back into the shop where he removed a gun from his holster and fired a shot in her direction. Pew, pew, pew. Anne fell to the floor. <gasps> floor, feeling searing pain run through her leg where the bullet had met its mark. The Gestapo officer menacingly moved towards her, grinning, when all of a sudden there was a blinding flash of light causing the officer to shield his eyes. A huge cloud of smoke appeared next to Anne, blocking her from the soldier's vision. When the smoke cleared, he was in for quite a surprise. There was Goku, holding Anne in his arms, standing next to a huge metal capsule. Goku, cried Anne, you came back for me. Goku smiled. Anything for you, my dear. Our love will never be lost, not until the end of time. The Gestapo officer turned tail and ran, but Goku was too quick for him. After laying Anne on the concrete, he dashed towards the Nazi and knocked him to the ground unconscious with only one blow. Nazi scum, muttered Goku as he spit <laughs> on the enemy's limp body and then returned to Anne. Oh, I stole your line, my bad. Nazi wanna... scum. There we go. <laughs> Here, I have something for you. As he removed a small bean from his pocket. What on earth is this? asked Anne. Goku smiled, remembering how ignorant she was to what everyday life to what was everyday life to him. A senzu bean. Just eat it, and it will cure your leg. Anne followed his instructions and popped the bean into her mouth, as the wound on her calf magically healed. Now come on. We've got some Nazi ass to kick. One more time. <laughs> We've got some Nazi ass to kick. <laughs> and jumped on the mysterious Saiyan's back as he launched off into the sky. Side note, I did not realize how appropriate, not to get political, this selection was. For sure. <laughs> oh yeah, because Nazis are a thing again. Oh well. Uh -oh. We've got some well. Nazi ass to kick. Only Nazi Goku work here. <laughs> Just remember, they control 20% of Greece's parliament right now. <laughs> that Nazi ass. always been around. They've just been hiding. Now they feel emboldened. Bob, your part's coming over up soon. Are you ready? Uh, oh my god, I know what it is. <laughs> uh, I think so. Okay, okay. <clears throat> After only a few moments, the two of them arrived in Berlin. Tanks were parading down the street as Adolf Hitler himself stood on a platform overlooking it all. Stay here. Goku said, dropping Anne in a shaded area under a tree. He then flew straight towards the parade of tanks, fist outstretched, screaming as loud as he could. Ah! Soldiers below scattered in terror while the tanks tried to aim their cannons at him. He was too quick and nimble for them, however, and opened the hatch of a nearby panzer, then headed yep. inside. After dispatching of the soldiers in control of the war machine, he took the wheel. Goku, take the wheel! Um, he fired round after round into the crowds of Nazi soldiers, occasionally firing at other tanks. After only minutes, there was nothing but a cloud of dust and corpses. Goku emerged from the tank's hatch, smiling now that he had done his duty. When all of the dust cleared, there were only two people remaining on the parade ground. Goku, the Saiyan hero, and Adolf Hitler, the most evil man ever to walk the earth. Anne watched from nearby fearfully 
as she saw the two men stare at each other for what seemed like hours. Her one Five true love... episodes later. <laughs> <laughs> her one true love and her ultimate oppressor. Ooh, kinky. They'd come down to this. So. Really? Hmm? Not going to read that next line? Oh, it's, it's, it's like cuts out every time. Let's keep going. <laughs> you took out all of my men. However, you aren't going to defeat me. Hitler then jumped down from his platform and down onto the street in front of Goku, pulling a chain gun from the ground nearby. Goku quickly jumped behind a ruined tank as Adolf opened fire. <laughs> the tank made decent cover, but it wasn't long until it would be torn apart by the hail of bullets. To act. He dashed out from the side of the tank and flew as fast as he could toward Hitler, who had no time to react. He grabbed the chain gun out of his enemy's hands and snapped it over its knee with ease. Ha. Hitler stumbled backwards, shocked at the turn of events. Goku smirked, then said, It's come down to this. You and me, fighting like men. If you admit defeat now, I'll kill you rather painlessly. That sounds like something Freezer would say. <laughs> really Goku, does, actually. <laughs> Wait, headcanon, Frieza and Hitler are distantly related? <laughs> they're they're definitely embodied of each other. Yeah, uh, I'd say that. Would Hitler say Frieza is his spirit animal, or would? No, I, I, uh, I think it's I think it's probably more likely that Hitler is the or is just the alternate universe version. Or maybe it's uh, his final form. <laughs> I <laughs> final form. <laughs> no, this yeah. isn't even his final form. Yeah. <laughs> Goku had the definite advantage, or so it seemed. Hitler burst into a laugh. <laughs> Looked on quizzically. The mustachioed man slowly rose into the air as his brown hair and pencil mustache turned to blonde color, and his eye, his brown eyes turned blue. Goku oh my God, he's yielded so horror. <laughs> Hitler continued laughing, then finally said, "Goku." <laughs> God, I can't even do this. You're perfect. Go on. <laughs> you must go on. <laughs> you okay, BX? <laughs> no, I got to do a patient. <laughs> Come on. It's improv. Right, right. Just keep going. Mm. You came here expecting to find a madman, but instead you found a god. Become Super Saiyan. <laughs> and looked on in awe going on. At first, it seemed like her lover would win the battle, but now she was not so sure. Goku now seemed scared of his opponent, and it was for a good reason. Hitler continued to speak. Goku, can't you see? I have reached a power level ten times anything you could ever achieve. Your fate is sealed, weakling. Even though the battle seemed unwinnable, Goku charged in, screaming at the top of his lungs. Uh... With was deflected off of Hitler's rock-hard body. Hitler waited for Goku to tire himself out, then raised his fist and punched Goku. And one oh. punch was enough. Goku one was punch. not... <laughs> <laughs> oh, knocked across the street into a large propaganda poster of Hitler thudding to the cold hard ground Hitler laughed 
<laughs> he doesn't get a defined laugh. Was in his hands at last. Goku, however, was not ready to give up. Bruised and battered, he rose from the ground, limping in Hitler's direction. The Nazi leader laughed. <laughs> you still want to fight me? <laughs> Excuse me for a minute. <laughs> oh, he, he's killing himself. <laughs> you <coughs> still want to fight? <laughs> oh, acting like Hitler is causing me some serious dysfunctions. Maybe right, blowing like... that cyanide pill to go and get into character was not a good idea. Ah! <coughs> oh. Oh. Okay. You still want to fight? Don't you know when to give up, boy? You can't hardly walk. And you expect to beat me? Conqueror of Europe? Lord Adolf's taunts as he continued to stumble his way forward. Finally, the two arch-rivals were standing face to face. Goku stared Hitler into the eye, then screamed, This is for love! And flew up into the sky, his hair turning blonde, his eyes blue, and an aura of power radiating from him. Hitler looked on in horror at Goku. Nine, nine, nine! (laughs) He made the ultimate achievement. He had become super- Ultra Power Saiyan! Goku made a cup shape with his hands, aiming at Hitler as he belted out the words Ka me Ka me Ka me Ha! The beam of pure energy shot at his enemy, disintegrating the Nazi leader's body, which, you know, as previously stated, was rock hard. <clears throat> Side note. Uh, Goku then collapsed to the ground in a heap, exhausted from the fight. Two years later, Anne and Goku had finally reached the date of their wedding. After the battle, Anne and Goku destroyed the time machine and took a boat to Australia. (laughs) They they changed their names and lived new lives, ready to start over. Two young people looked into each other's eyes as they kissed. Looked into each other's eyes as they kissed, so it was an awkward eye contact kiss, just just so it's clear. I pronounced them man and wife. Finally, it seemed Anne was at peace, and they would always be together, all together now, until, until the, the end, end of, of time. time. Uh, I'm crying right now. Oh. I'm crying too, but for a different reason than you are. I'm in physical pain. Ah, you're always in physical pain. There's nothing. Yes, yes, I really am always in physical pain. That's not even a joke, folks. Oh, are you okay? 